Shop for everything racing. Your host, Mark Mitchell, will be diving into the hottest interviews, racing news, and plenty of off-track banner. Fasten your seatbelt and grab your helmet and your crayons. We're speeding into the world of racing. Let's roll. Race podcast got another one coming out to you. Um, forget what number we're at now. It's been fun. I've really been enjoying this. I've got a new mic on this one. Shout out Kenny Hate. This uh, this podcast is brought to you by Rattle Can Designs. I think is what he's going by. A little deal he's doing. Um, he's really helped me out with the audio with this mic and uh, some of the settings and things like that. I hope it sounds good. I hope, I'm, I'm trying to do this thing a little bit better. Um, if you enjoy what you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, in the description will be the PayPal and the Cash App. I can assure you that all those donations go right back into this thing. I really want to build this up. So, no, we're working on it. Tonight, I've got my buddy Kay Gailey, my buddy Jacob Smith, and our special guest, Tyler Jackson, number 822, the shark car, if you will. He, he runs a lot of the big races, a lot of street stock races, and he's really good on iRacing. And, and everybody that listens to this podcast on iRacing, they know exactly who I'm talking about. I don't have to give them an explanation. I don't have to introduce them. They know the name, Tyler Jackson. Uh, dirt Car, uh, very well known in Dirt Car. I know he runs the VLR stuff too. Um, and he's always raced me really clean. So I don't have I don't have anything to say bad about Tyler. But uh, he's in here. How you doing, Tyler? Yeah, we're doing well. I'm uh, glad to be here. Okay, Jacob, how y'all doing? Y'all y'all feeling okay? Oh, just living a dream, buddy. Yeah, we good, dog. We good. We gonna just get into it, man. We just gonna talk. I know um, a lot of people are probably interested about the Daytona 500. Just concluded um, this past week. We're getting ready for Atlanta, but um, I know Cade, Jacob. They may not be too into the NASCAR thing, but Tyler, he 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 watched a little bit of it. I, I personally was at work. I watched uh, the beginning of it. I watched the end. I watched the highlights. And, um, you know, typical 500, but I didn't get to watch the whole thing. And it was kind of weird because when I was looking at Twitter and I was looking at things, they were talking about, um, one of the hot topics is the fuel strategy. A lot of those guys were running like half throttle, but Tyler, did you watch the race? Did you catch any of that? Yeah, I caught, uh, some of it in and out. Um, it was, seemed like it was a little bit different they were running like 50% throttle there for, I don't know, the first, I don't know, half. It was a little different than usual, I feel like. Yeah, it was a little odd from what they say. I've went back and looked at it, and I mean, you can kind of see it. You can kind of see it. So, um, William Byron wins a race under caution. Not the popular way to win the race, but, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, what, what do you do in that situation? You can't, um, I mean, the, the rules are the rules. I don't like the rule changing, you know, in the middle of the race, middle of the season. So, I mean, I feel like NASCAR made the right decision when they ended the race when they did. Um, so we move on to Atlanta this weekend. Um, I'm just trying to get a recap of all, all that went on. Nick Sanchez won the truck race. Truck race was, uh, I mean, I don't want to, it was, I hate to jump on that, that bandwagon and just talk about that. But I mean, it was, it is what it is. And it was not, Fun to watch, not fun to watch, and but I am excited to talk about the ARCA series. Willie Mullins, 
Willie Mullins set the pole in that number three car, and I follow them on TikTok and watch their their little race deal. I mean, they're a small small race team. Like they 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 got to work for their stuff, man. And he he set the pole, led led some laps, and that was cool to watch. I'm glad I, that they got to do that. I mean, I'm sure that was a confidence booster for them. So, moving on to Atlanta, we'll see what happens and um try to get another show out next week. I'm trying to do this week by week. It's just kind of hard to get people on, but Tyler Jackson, we got him in here tonight and he's our racing guru for the dirt street stocks. We're going to talk a lot about it and he's uh he's a little frustrated already. I can he's already mentioned he's a little frustrated. So I haven't, Tyler's one of those guys. He's incognito. He don't talk much. You'll never hear him on the sim. If you're, if you're in a race with him, he's not going to key up and talk about your mama and them like the, like Marco does. He's not gonna, he's not going to talk trash to you, but he's, he's going to let his racing show. He's going to let his racing do the work and he's just, he's good. I mean, we can all agree that he's good. So Tyler, do you race in real life? four years when I was young and I was doing karting and playing hockey both travel hockey so I had to come up with a decision uh, right to the most expensive sports you can do so parents made me just decide uh, I was actually better at go-karting than I was hockey but I could already see even at a young age we were we were getting out the step uh, we'd have guys just we'd be running road courses we'd have guys just taking two or three cart lengths on us on the straightaway and you know, you catch them in the corners, and then you do that lap after lap. So I figured with the hockey, I could control my own destiny. Uh, didn't work out. wasn't wasn't a very good skater. I guess you got to skate uh, to play hockey. I didn't really think that through. Well, I hear you. Um, so, and this shows how much this literally shows how much you talk on the sim. Like I've raced with you for a long time. Like, where are you even from? Right outside of Rockford, Illinois, right up on uh, about an hour west of Chicago, right on the Illinois-Wisconsin border. Y'all, y'all get that snow. You can get on them ice skates. We don't, we don't do that down here in Alabama. Um, so where does racing and eye racing come into play for Tyler Jackson? Oh, I've just been a fan my whole life uh, of real racing. You know, my dad, uh, he raced uh, street stocks up in, up in Wilmot, Wisconsin when I was... Uh, real young. I mean, I was at a track probably, I don't know, four weeks old. So he raced a couple years. He got dabbled in some modified stuff. And uh, then he had an unfortunate, actually, his, actually his barn burned up and, and burned the car up. So he pretty much quit after that. But we, uh, we've we been going. I've been a fan my whole life. We've been going. Uh, used to go down LaSalle um, in the mid to late 90s. We'd go, we'd go every weekend, man. They had a really good program for dirt late models. And we'd buzz down there and... Uh, now just a huge fan uh just got back from east bay a week ago we were down there watched uh the last night of lucas oil and uh then the two nights of the high limit so uh yeah man i love it i love all all racing uh gonna try to hit the indy 500 this year for the first time uh go cheer kyle larson on i hear you so you went you went to east bay yep we caught the last we caught the finale on saturday of the Sunday they didn't have anything and then Monday and Tuesday was the, the high limit sprint. So if you went from Illinois down to East Bay, I'd say I'd say you're a dirt fan, that's for sure. What um what about iRacing? racing? Where, where does iRacing racing come into play? Oh, it's just a hell of a lot cheaper than getting a real car, I guess. <laughs> My man, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean I uh 
I didn't ever even, um, you know, I grew up playing racing video games, and that was fine, you know, and then... Uh, NASCAR older, Heat. Yeah, NASCAR Heat, uh, you know, some of the older uh, sprint car uh, World of Outlaw games on PS2, and, you know, NASCAR Dirt to Daytona, and the NASCAR games, and, you know, even the Project Gotham, some of that Gran Turismo, but a lot of them were really arcadey, and... Uh, you know, I didn't really have much interest in iRacing until they announced the dirt. And once they announced the dirt, I got it. And, uh, yeah, we, we ran asphalt for like a year just messing around waiting for the dirt to come. And um, once the dirt came, you know, I, I don't have really the time that some of the younger kids have um, to put into the sim. So I really just kind of picked one car. And I felt like the dirt street stock was a good pick because it handles a lot different than all the other vehicles. And... For the most part, guys don't run them that much. So even if you battle a pro, he comes in and runs a street stock. He doesn't have the laps on it that I probably do. So it kind of equals everything out. When I got on iRacing, street stocks were the thing. Like I feel like now there, there's less that, that drive the street stocks now than they did. Um, they've obviously changed a lot. You know, iRacing, they do updates every month, every, you know, uh, with the, we had the big tire model deal a couple months back and then just every update they change. Um, and you just, you stick with street stocks. That's you. Do you race anything else? Uh, I'll dabble once in a while in, in you know, maybe a pick or a official, but, um, actually right now I got, I got some computer issues where if I, if I hop in anything faster than street stock, I can be in a test session by myself and the thing will start glitching out. So I don't, I got something wrong with the computer. So the slower speeds actually help me out right now. Um, but other, other than that, I mean, I'm only competitive in the street stocks. I mean, I can go run, I can go run officials and run okay, but I mean, I can't go run, you know, I try to run the, uh, I don't know, VLR spring fling every year. And I mean, I don't even come close to making the race. You know, I, put myself at such a disadvantage not running that car and then for like a week I try to practice but those guys are so good you know so uh, but yeah the street socks are kind of my thing I'm, I really haven't been very good the last uh, I'd say probably year um, the last couple updates even with the tire model and the track they've been funky they've been funky I, I can see where it would throw somebody off go ahead Kate. what you got I was just agreeing it's like it's it's so different ever since the um, the new t when the tire wear model came out. It just it feels differently, obviously. I feel like all the updates since since the tire model came out have been really funky. They've really thrown off a lot of the setups that that we all run. Yeah, it's 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 seriously like driving a, a tank now. Really, I'm serious like driving a tank. Yeah, like I, I just remember when I got on iRacing. Um, when I, when I met Dane and a lot of the guys on Hot Lap Heroes, we, I mean, street stocks were the thing. We run street stock and we had a ball. We we'd run them all night, every night, every weekend, and had a blast. And then it was just like, man, these have really went downhill. Let's let's change it up. And then ever since then, we just we're all over the place. But like like Tyler, you you've you've stayed true to the street stocks. Do you, yeah. I guess I guess what I'm asking is, do you are you still enjoying the street stocks as much now as you did back then? Well, I don't know, like two or three years ago, it seemed like um, you kind of had to chase the Browns. Um, now it just seems like the tracks are just they're going to lock down 
and it doesn't make a lot of sense because you can have brown all over the track and guys are running right through the slick and they're still making more time than they should be so i'm not really enjoying it the way i did a couple years ago um yeah i don't know that the tire wear thing is just it's not really helped the racing i don't think almost almost every racetrack we go to now ends up one lane where i can remember a couple years ago you know me and a couple guys we could battle all race you know two three different lines so I don't know, they'll figure it out. Hopefully at some point um, they'll get it a little more realistic where, I mean, you, you really shouldn't be, you shouldn't be running through the rubber or the slick and, and making time when there's, you know, there's brown on, on the bottom of the track. So uh, they'll figure it out. They always keep working on it. But, uh, yeah, the last two updates, three updates, haven't been very kind to me. I really kind of fell off. But uh, we're not going to give up on it. Yeah, we're, we're not. And shout out iRacing. Y'all do... I know probably nobody in iRacing is going to listen to this deal, but man, if they did, yeah, shout out to y'all. Y'all doing a good job. We appreciate it. Um, there's always work to be done with with anything, and um, I enjoy it as long as I'm having fun. Y'all are doing the right thing. But what is Tyler Jackson's favorite racetrack in a dirt street stock? Oh, I just got done with it. Uh, I, I like Fairbury. Um, I like the quarter miles. I, I can't run the half miles. I I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand why I'm so much worse at the, the big tracks. They should be easier um, compared to the quarters, in my opinion. But yeah, so uh, Fairbury is my favorite track on here. You usually can run the top. Um, it gets it gets good where you can run right around the tires, and and sometimes you can run right in the middle, even the slider line. So yeah, just got done with a race uh, race uh, there tonight, a league race, and had had pretty good speed. We were running second and, and got turned around, but uh, you know that's just part of it. So we got a Fairbury. Me personally, when I run dirt street stocks, it used to be Knoxville. I love Knoxville. And then this past year, VLR, talking about the gobbler at Knoxville, I was so excited. But man, it's just, it's hard to get excited about it when, like I said, since the tire model, like I'm talking pre-tire model, I was Knoxville all the way. And just ever since that tire model, man, I can't run it like I used to. And um, But I had a good time with the gobbler. I ain't trying to trying to hate on that. That was a good event. Uh had a hell of a D main. I've talked about that before in a, in a previous podcast. That was a fun, fun event. Um, and I, I it's still got potential. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Knoxville being my favorite dirt street stock, uh, track. Cade, what do you, what do you got for, for a dirt street stock track? No, to this day, I am still, uh, near all the way if I'm being honest, cause to this day, even with the new, the brand new tire model, it's the new street stock, you know, completely slicked over it still feels pretty much the same as it did back then when it first started so it's always my jam Jacob what you got are you here yeah, I'm here uh great sock track uh probably to go with Cedar Lake just because of the street stocks I can still run up against the wall in one and two and then I can throw a a pretty damn good slider going into three and four with the street stocks in it most of the time, if I can get the right crowd in there with me, it's it's a good race. So, Cedar Lake would be have to be my favorite street stock track. On my I track. have not run a good race at Cedar Lake in as long as I can remember. I don't know what, and it's not a bad track. I'm not trying to hate no. on the track. It's I mean, if I get on there by myself practicing, it's not a bad track. Just in traffic, I can't. It's it's horrible. And in every car there is, it's just horrible for me. 
So we're all over the place. We got all we got four different tracks, and that goes to show you know our racing's on top of it. They got all all the tracks, you know. Um, yeah. I will add real quick that I do enjoy. We ran um, a couple of Zach Clark's races there at night, and I realized that the Sierra Lake is still a good cheap stock track to me as well. What was the deal we done that one night? That wild we done a wild. I think was it Wild West. Yeah, we took, we, we took the street stocks to, to the Wild West. We've taken the, we've taken the street stocks to um, Crandon. We've taken the 358 modifieds. What a time that is. Big blocks. Those are epic. So much fun. The modifieds work better, but even, if you, even with um, damage turned off, you still have a good chance of knocking the rear end out. But aside from that, you can take almost anything to the off-road tracks and have a ball. Um, and when I say we, we, you know, hot lap heroes, we do all kind of wild, crazy stuff like that. We, we take some, some, some races to some serious places. Uh, Tyler, what, what team are you on these days? Oh yeah, we're still, we're still running with, uh, CFM, uh, Chris Ferguson and those guys in the Jewel State Speed Shop. Um, uh, I don't run a lot of the open, the open setup stuff like I used to, uh, had a pretty good, we had a pretty good run, uh, Team VLR put on a street stock series. Uh, I don't know what that was. Two years ago, a couple summers ago, and we were able to we were able to run that and, and win the championship. So that's that's the last um, it's the last street stock open series that I've, I've done well in. I'm in one right now, but I just don't put the I don't put the time in it that some of these guys do. And, and you know, Carl Kilgore, he builds really good setups, but uh, you know, he builds them and they're tailored they're tailored to him. So when I hop in there, we have a little bit different driving style. So doesn't always just transfer like like you think it would i understand i understand i've i've been in contact with with fergie and uh trying to get him on here we just got to work out the time and all that good stuff to get him on here to do a show and um i can see where the different driving styles come with those setups uh obviously setup shops is a big deal in our racing um and with Hot Lap Heroes, we've got plenty of folks that use a lot of different setups. And the CFM setups, I, I purchased one or two myself, and they're not bad. They're not bad setups, but I cannot completely understand where they're not what you would normally do. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on how um, Kilgore runs them? They, they're... What am I trying to say? I don't want to, I'm not trying to make it sound like we're making setups at CFM that Carl Kilgore runs. And if you don't run the same setup he runs, then they're no good. I'm trying to say, uh, can you elaborate on, he's a setup builder, I would imagine, right? Yeah, he's a setup builder over there for the street stocks. And I mean, the honest to God truth is if you look at these setup shops, the guys that are running them and building setups, they're the best in the fixed leagues too. For sure. You know, as far as the street stock stuff, you got Carl Kilgore building our sets, and then, you know, you have Jamie Massey who's building some other sets. Also a fast guy. Yeah, he's going to win fixed as well. Um, so, you know, and then you got J.C. Floyd. He's with another group. So there's, you know, you get these, you get the best guys at fixed, and then they spend the time on tinkering on the car and, and doing all, everything you can do. I mean, if, if you don't, 
if you don't play this game or simulation and and you don't understand what you can do there's probably 50 different things you can change on these cars so they put a lot of time into it you know and but the truth is i mean it really comes down to you got to be able to drive you know uh the best guys are usually the best guys in fixed and open so that that's honestly a lot of guys think they're not getting the setups that they're running i think you're getting everything they have i just think those guys just put the time in and got a lot of laps yeah, I agree 110%. I feel like um, you, with all the setup shops you have now, you got CFM, you got Speed Ranch, you've got uh, Premier, you've got, you, there's so many, so many speed shops that put out these setups. And if you try these setups and you're still not fast, maybe it's a driver, you know, it, maybe it's a driver issue, you know? Like um, me personally, I know. I know for a fact that I'm not a very fast guy on here. I get on here for fun. I enjoy myself, and that and that's it. I'm not planning on going and winning every VLR crown jewel they put out because, let's, let's face it, they put out the big money stuff. So I, I'm not planning on going out and, and doing well or winning all these races, but um, it's all about the feel to me, and I feel like CFM is the closest um, I've always, I've never, I don't think I've ever taken a setup from anybody, whether that be a setup shop or a friend or whatever it is. I don't think I've ever taken their setup and ran just what they sent me. I've always tinkered with it in some form or fashion. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you really have to kind of adjust it a little bit to your style. Um, just between me and Carl, Carl likes the car way tighter than I do. And, you know, he, he'll, he'll feed me a setup, and I'll go in the corner, and I can't turn the thing. It just pushes like a dump truck. So then I'll have to do some adjustments on it, try to loosen it up a little bit for me. Um, it's just funny, like, you, you don't realize how different everyone drives until you start sharing setups. And then you're like, one and, guy can't get, yeah, one guy can't get around the track, and the other guy's fast time. And did you, like, speaking of, did you see... Dylan Hauser posted his little video the other day about his, his wheel setup. Yeah, I did see that. This I dude did. got his stuff. Like, how does, like, in, in, in my mind, I'm like, how do you even do that? Like, there is no way I would be able to race like that. I'm not going to lie to you. Mine's a lot quicker than that. Are you kidding? Yeah, I don't. My steering wheel probably doesn't move more than an inch and a half in each direction. Dude, that blows my mind. And which I, I understand, like, uh, he mentioned in the video, it was a quick video. It's only like two minutes long. Go check him out. Uh, House of Speed, I guess, is his thing. Um, and he says he has it to where if he gets in the wall, he wants to get off real quick, which in iRacing, we all know wall riding's a thing. And we all know that if you get on the wall, it's easy to get sucked into it. So I can see where you'd want to get off of it real quick. But man, how do you like elaborate on that for us? Like, what's the mindset behind that? Because like, I can't like, I, there's no way I could do that. So it, it's kind of a funny story. Originally, I was one one basically, but uh, I actually hurt my shoulder. Um, I don't know, if it tore something in or something. But uh, wanted to keep racing, but I, I just couldn't couldn't do the full motion so I actually started like shortening up the wheel and then uh, I don't know I just you know I figured out it actually was helping me um, as far as it seemed like I could keep the car really straight and, and in the slick it seemed to really help me out um, 
like I said, these last two updates, I'm not sure if it's helping the way it used to, but uh, yeah, I probably set my, when I set my 90 degree, I probably set my 90 more like 30 degrees off, off the top. That is so wild, dude. Yeah, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys aren't doing that. I don't think in street stock. Oh, definitely not. Like this week was the first I've heard of that, and it's like I, like I would never think to do that. Yeah, and honestly, I hate to say it, but even in the fixed setups, there's a lot of wheel settings um, that people are messing with with offsets and, and ratios, and then your actual steering wheel settings. Because um, I've seen, I've seen a couple guys in the last maybe year that. I mean, for three or four years, they couldn't get around the track. I, I'm not going to name names, but, I mean, they were just a mess. Just no, I hear you. I hear you. And they, they hop on a team, and all of a sudden, that guy's passing me, and that guy's never passed me in five years. And, you know, some of these teams are getting something dialed in with, with settings and offsets. Um, there's a rumor right now some of these guys in fix and the street stocks are running, like, minus 28, minus 24 on the offset when it gets slick. Uh, me personally, the way I have my wheel set up, if I if I go past minus ten, I can't turn things. So there's, you know, it. That's the only bad part about this is I wish fixed was really fixed. I wish there was no ratios. I wish there was no offsets. I wish you just had to do what you had to do, you know, mm -hmm. um, in the car. But it's it's a game. There's always going to be. I wouldn't call them glitches, but there's there's way to find speed other than just making laps right yeah i mean i know in dirt street socks I, I will always i believe it's offset you go to uh my, what is it minus four i think it starts at like minus six minus four, I think. yeah uh, the, the ratios yeah start at ratio yeah six. yeah yeah i go down to four every time i mean yeah i always run four to one it, it seems to help me some guys man some guys you talk to they run ten to one it's, it's just it's crazy the difference in in how people uh you know how they actually steer the steering wheel um i do like watching some of the pro series they'll actually have the webcam on the driver and i've noticed alex bergeron he's he's not moving that wheel he's not moving that wheel even as much as uh probably half as much as dylan hauser was in that video so yeah so so what i've gathered from that what you just said you watch the pro series and what bergeron does to what uh hauser does I get it. Yeah, you, uh, you know, when you get on a team and they're running all open setups, I think you have to, I think you have to dial in your wheel and what you're going to do with that. And then, then you build your setups because there's no, I don't think there's any way these guys could be trading setups with how radical they have their, their wheel settings. Um, you know, so it seems like you got to get that dialed in and then you can build off of that. Something else to that one. Um, people also have, everybody has a different wheel, so you're having to, when you get a set, you're having to perfect it to your wheel compared to somebody else's wheel, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> uh, just speaking, of, I guess I'll just say what I run. I'm, I'm still on a, I'm on a Logitech uh, G29. I've been on this since I bought it, um, or got the game, and then <clears throat> I did upgrade pedals. I went to the Fanatec V3s, and, uh, I won't say they're going to, they won't make you faster, but the pedals definitely seem to make me more consistent. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to upgrade the steering wheel at some point. And uh, I don't run much force feedback. Some guys run a lot. Um, so I don't know if the, a new steering wheel would really help me. I'll probably keep me a little more consistent. I was, I was getting to that. 
I was I was going to ask you what your setup was, and I can guarantee you, like you said, the pedals. The biggest difference to me, go, I used to run a Logitech G27, which is older than dirt. I think um, if, when Jesus was running our racing, I think that's what he raced on. Um, I uh, shout out to my brother Matt. He he actually hooked me up with um, the Moses setup. I got the R5 with the pedals, the wheel, and everything. And there's a guy, I need to find the link to post it because the, the wheel that comes with it's actually really small. It reminds me of a Logitech. So if that's what you run, it's probably similar. But uh, this guy on eBay does some aftermarket stuff with it with a little bit bigger wheel that'll fit it. But um, the pedals, I think, make the biggest difference. But I will say you can definitely feel a difference from the Logitech uh uh, belt drive to direct drive. You, there's definitely a difference. The, and it's a lot smoother with the direct drive. And, and I think that makes a world of difference as far as comfort in racing. I don't think it makes a difference as far as, and I'm trying to say this without sounding completely stupid, but like as far as getting your time. Uh-oh. Uh, might have some technical difficulties here. So, uh, Marco trying to figure out his mic. Uh, Tyler, why don't you, uh, just go ahead. Oh. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, it come unplugged. Uh, what I was saying is, I feel like, um, it's a lot smoother feeling in your times as far as, um, not fit. You can feel it, it. You didn't realize how much you felt the belt drive until you've driven with a direct drive. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. I've done a couple of the, you know, the simulators they have at the track, and Fergie has one, and I don't, I'm trying to think of what they have for a wheel on there. It is a direct drive. I don't think it's Fanatec, but um, yeah, I'm not sure what the brand is, but it, it makes, it feels different. I mean, yeah, I would like, I think I'd like to upgrade. Uh, I haven't upgraded yet, now I can still use this as an excuse why I, Hey, I mean, you can if you want to, but man, let's face it, you're fast out there. Yeah, it's, uh, man, there's been three, about three guys I can't beat right now. And, uh, it's been that way for, I don't know, six, eight, nine months. And, uh, yes. Who, who are they? Let's talk about, who's the fast ones? Who's on your bucket list? Who's, who's the target? Uh, top one's Jamie Massey. Uh, Dude's fast. seven out of eight and uh you know i think i finished second half the time to him and uh yeah he's he's got something dialed in that he, he didn't have he was he's always been good but he didn't have this speed he's got right now and it doesn't matter if it's fixed or open but uh yeah jamie and then carl's really quick right now um i used to man i used to be able to beat carl i felt like you know at least 50 percent of the time uh when we ran but He's been on his game too, and then uh, probably Keith Hackney's probably probably the other one that uh, that are I would call street stock ringers. That man, it's it's hard for me to want to change a lot of my settings when I go into a different race without those three guys, and I really have a chance to win, you know. But uh, I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna have to start playing around with stuff and, and trying to track those guys down. They're definitely fast. There's no doubt about it. Um, I know. Uh... What leagues are you running right now? Uh, 
so we just start we just finished uh, dirt warrior racing league and uh, that was on Wednesdays in the last six weeks and, and Jim uh, Revis did not count points this year um, thought it caused a lot of drama and just made made everything kind of an issue so he didn't count points but I think we would have won the points in that if if uh, he would have counted them I think we had five out of six we were in the top five and, and we finished tenth one night and that was only because we had to finish or we had to start 24th. Uh, he does a really cool thing where if you win the feature the next week, you have to start dead last. So it's kind of cool the same guy. Um, just got done with that. It was kind of kind of a shame we didn't count points because that's the only league right now I'm running that or ran that I, I have good finishes. But uh, just started an enduro league uh, Monday nights. Um, Dustin Benton is running it. It's uh, TDM enduro series. And it's actually, if, if anybody, uh, it's open to anybody. Um, just 125 laps green flag no no cautions start from a dead stop four wide and uh last week we were at eldora and we were, we were running really well and i thought i guess i guess i didn't realize this you cannot get tires on dirt unless you blow a right rear so i came down and tried to get tires early in the race and didn't do anything for me so then ended up blowing the right rear later in the race and so we had to pit twice but we ended up fifth but uh that's a really fun league on Mondays. Uh, Tuesdays, right now we're running uh, WOTEL. Uh, I don't know what that stands for. World, World of Thunder Racing League, I think it is. Um, they have a fixed and an open setup. And, uh, man, just haven't been getting the finishes in that in that in both of those leagues. Uh, showed speed in some nights, but, uh, like, last uh, we ran Kokomo on Tuesday, and I uh, gambled on the setup. I, I kept a tacky setup in. I thought maybe I could run the middle of the track, and, staying the brown but uh carl ran a bottom setup and and just smoked us so uh yeah running that tuesdays and then uh just got done with uh nwra on thursdays that's uh what was it northwestern racing association and uh yeah we we just haven't been getting the finishes in that either so been uh been stuck on we've we had nine season championships and we've been stuck on nine for probably two or three years now so it's it's getting frustrating not to get that tenth one Man, you do a lot of leagues, dude. Yeah, I, I used to run once a week, and uh, you know, and I actually just split with my girlfriend about a month and a half ago, and I'm like, man, I've been getting my ass kicked on here, so I'm gonna try to run three nights a week. So she had to go, right? Cause <laughs> yeah. race is more important, girl. Get your ass out of here. It didn't. It didn't work out. You know, <laughs> shit happens. But uh, yeah, I, I actually enjoy running once a week more because. You know, maybe the night before I can get on for an hour and, and like practice. But uh, right now I'm just repping out. I mean, I don't know how these guys do it six, seven nights a week. It's, it gets to the point where it's not even enjoyable. Some days I'm at work, I'm kind of dreading even running. And, and I'm right there with you on that. Like I racing, you know, before I started trying to do this podcast thing, like I racing was always, it's difficult. You know, I got the two kids, you know, I got the wife. I try to spend time with them. They're in bed. Like nine o'clock ish is the the golden hour for me to get on here, but then you, when you think about it, like nine o'clock get on here to get on I racing, like four o'clock comes early in the morning where I gotta get up and go to work. So it's like there's not a big window there, um, and it sucks sometimes. You know, the, the me time I love me time, love me time, but um, then I try out of all things, like who would have thought that you know even if I couldn't race as much as I was. You know, of course, I think that a podcast is a good idea. So let's try to do that and fit that in the mix. And um, 
But I completely understand that. But, you know, if she didn't like the iRacing, she had to go, right, Tyler? It just wasn't working out. We'll, we'll stick with that story. Yeah, we'll stick with that. We, we, uh, we don't mess around on this game. I hear you. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been, I don't know, I've been doing this pretty competitively probably for, I don't know, four or five years. And it's funny because you see, you see guys come and go, you know, it seems like there'll be a fast guy for a year and, and he's got, it seems like usually it's younger kids, you know, they got a lot more time than, than somebody with a mortgage and, and a full-time job. And then you see, you hear about them getting a, getting a job and then all of a sudden, you know, they're not on here right. anymore. You know, it's, it's kind of, I kind of pride myself on, I've kind of been around for, you know, I've kind of been consistent, you know, top, I don't know, five or ten guys for the last few years. And, you know, usually I'm only on here once a week. Right now we're doing three nights a week. But I don't know if I'll – probably cut this out. Uh, it's not been very enjoyable, it seems like. Even when you win, if you win, then you race again the next night. You don't even get very much time to celebrate it. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I hate that. I hate to hear that because, like, no, like, really, you're you're a top-notch competitor on here. Like, I remember through the – I run the um, Dirt Car League, which is kind of cool because, like, I ain't even going to lie to you. I, I'm garbage at the game. I'm garbage. Call it a game. Call it a simulator. Whatever you want to call it. I'm horrible. But I do got some checks I got in the mail from Dirt Car for about 20 bucks where I finished, like, fifth in a dirt, in a dirt car race, and I show them off. I never even cashed them. I ain't even cashed them yet. You know, I still got them. Um, and and you were dirt car. Do they still run those? I mean, you would be the guy to ask because I mean, you you done well in that league, right? Yeah, they so I think they ran for the street stocks. They ran three seasons, uh, and we, uh, we we got the championship the first two seasons, and then uh, third season we kind of got kind of got ganged up a little bit. seemed like uh, some of the slower guys on the team kind of had kind of had a hit out for for anybody that might have been a points rival. So uh, just ended up being a lot of bullshit, a lot of drama, and a lot of setup wars. And, and honestly, I talked to talked to one of the guys at Dirt Car, and, and that's why they discontinued the league. Is, is some of these kids kind of? Dude, I totally get it. I totally get it. And that I'm gonna ask you right here. So much respect for you. Anytime I got on the dirt car series or any kind of league, any kind of race, and I saw your name, number one, I knew you were going to be fast. Number two, I knew you were going to beat me. Number three, I wasn't going to have to listen to anything, whether I messed up, you messed up, we got into each other, you were not. I mean, how did you How did you go? You're with CFM. I get that. How, did you, how do you stay out of the drama? Because apparently some of these dirt street stock folks don't get it. I mean, I'm 36 years old, so when I grew up, you wanted to talk shit to somebody, you did it to their face. And you, you got you got hit in the mouth if, if they didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, even if they didn't hit you in the mouth, you were, you were taking a risk that you might get hit in the mouth, you know. And it seems like, you know, some of the younger kids now, they're growing up on Facebook <clears> or Twitter or whatever, whatever social media uh, you want, you have you. And they just say a lot of things that... You know, I would just never, I would never even get into an argument about some of this stuff because at the end of the day, I'm going to have some 12-year-old that's 110 pounds talking shit to me, and, and I'm not going to get anything out of it. So I just tried to stay out of it. Um, and that's a that's a point I brought up in a previous um, um, 
episode I did, and and I can talk, I can say what I want to, because like Calvota and some of those guys at VLR, I get them on here. I want I want to hear their side of it, but like I feel like a huge downfall to like the Gobbler and and some of those bigger races is not the race; it's afterwards in the Discord, because you got you got people in Discord like Knox Lumley and some of these other guys that are like thirteen years old. They've been banned from iRacing, and they get on here and they start talking trash to all these different setup shops about who's better than who. Like, you're not even relevant to this. Like, why are we even... And, of course, you know, of course I'm going to jump in there and listen. I'm going to listen to the gossip and what's going on, but it's like, what are you even doing here? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just don't get it. Uh, You know, honestly, I, I forget the league I ran a few years ago, and they did not have a Discord page. And it was the best league that I ran. Uh, I can't think of what league it was, but it was the best league I ran. They didn't have a Discord page. They didn't have a Facebook page. They didn't have anywhere where you could just go, you know, make these troll comments and, and try to argue back and forth. And, uh, you know, I was running a league uh, a couple weeks or, I don't know, maybe maybe a month ago, and, and one guy had gotten banned and uh, for, for arguing with admins, and, and he kept popping in on the live feeds. And actually, he got his whole team banned from the entire league. He got like four or five guys banned that didn't do anything wrong. Um, it was warmed a few times is what I was told. And it's just, it's that Facebook era. It's that say whatever you want with no repercussions. And I don't know, that's just not how I grew up. You know, grew up playing hockey, grew up roughhousing, you know, and it's just, I don't see the point in arguing with these kids. Uh, I mean, don't get me mad. I get just as mad as they do. I just, there's not any, I don't see any upside to arguing online or uh you know in the game on discord i just well i mean you depending on the like just your your average weekly league then no why are you arguing like if you're if you're doing this for anything other than fun you're doing it for the wrong reasons and you don't need to be in this league anyway however a vlr style event where there's thousands of dollars on the line by all means, last lap, you get dumped. You have every right to be upset and be pissed off. What you don't need is a Discord party of like a hundred fucking people in there. Excuse my language. A hundred people in there just talking, you know, just saying random things about this setup shop's better than this setup shop and this driver's better than this driver. That, none of that needs to happen. It needs to be an admin and the people involved. And that's it. Like lock that disc. Like if VL if if VLR is listening, and I hope they are, because like I said, I, I've been texting back and forth Calvota. It's been kind of weird because I've been at work and I miss his messages, and he was upset I missed his message. But I'm gonna get him on here. Don't worry, I'm gonna get him on here. Like my question to him is like, get you when you do the VLR deal, lock that bad boy down. If you if you've got something going on, you get those involved in there, and that's it. And just like uh, at the Gobbler, did you run the last Gobbler, Tyler? Yeah, I ran it. Uh, did you make the feature? Yeah, I made the show, and, and my strategy was just to save tires. Um, so I dropped completely to the rear, and I ran like 30, 40% throttle, and I was hoping to grab a caution around lap 50, and I think we would have been pretty good, but we didn't get one to lap 80. But uh, yeah, from 80 to... I don't know, 80 to 100 we went. I think we went like 22nd to, I don't know, we finished 10th or something. But, uh, 
I think if I had got one at 50, I think they would have been in trouble because, I mean, I was saving tires the entire time, just cautions didn't fall right. Uh, well, where I was going with that was, was like, um, at the end of that race, like if there's any incident, get the, all those involved, blah, blah, blah. But, um, and I've, a- and I've asked this question before to some folks that, uh, were in the feature for that gobbler. What was, what was said when the server crashed? What was it like two to go, two to go server crashes and everybody's gone? Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was really weird. So I was running like. I was running somewhere around 10th or 11th, and with two to go. Let's not. Let's give you some more credit than that. You're running 10th or 11th. Where'd you start? Because I know it was a little further back than that. Yeah, I, I probably started like 20th, somewhere around there. Yeah, like you you made a hustle. Let's let's get let's give credit where it's due, cause. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So we were running. I don't know. We were, but we were fast again because I had way more tired. So we were kind of just bullying our way through there. Uh, to be honest, we were going, we were going up on the berm, and we were kind of using some guys up because it was go time. And uh, yeah, coming to two, uh, two to go, I'd say like maybe half the guys in front of me disappeared. Um, so what they ended up doing was they just scored it complete at 98, which the only, the only bitch I guess I had about it was I passed two or three guys in those two laps that still were on the track so i i personally thought you should have left i i personally thought you should have scored the cars that disappeared where they were running at the time but the cars that finished i felt like they should have scored them in that order but i understand why they just capped it at 98 but like yeah i made up i don't know three spots and i don't know that would have been another i don't know 40 or 50 bucks you know it's not right yeah I don't think I've ever finished better than eighth in that in that race, and I think I would have finished a little higher than that. I got you. I feel you. I was just curious. Like I asked before, like how that conversation went. Like the server crashes. How do, how did they make that decision? But and I, and I think ultimately, I think that was the right decision. I mean, yeah. uh, how, how do you how do you go about that fairly? You know, I, I think that the decision they made was as fair as it could have went. putting a rock in a hard place and you know i i don't these admins of these leagues the shit they have to put up with and just literally what what they put up with to put a league on nobody nobody really knows it but them you know i mean yeah, and nobody cares no you know and that's why i really try to give the benefit of the doubt to those guys i try even when i disagree with the call i try not to argue i try not to make too much of a fuss about it because i know if i'm if i'm mad enough where I'm saying something, they probably got 10 or 12 other guys saying something to them too. So, And that's a fact, because like I said, until this moment right here on this podcast, I, don't, I have never heard your voice. We have texts back and forth. We, we've typed some shit back and forth, but I've never heard your voice until now. So, I mean, if, if, you, if Tyler Jackson, prior to this date, has said anything to you, you pissed him off pretty good. <laughs> I guess is how that goes. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we had, uh, you know, it's it seems like, I mean, personally, I, I try to drive people the way they drive me, and uh, you know, for the most part, it's been pretty good. We've had some bad days over the last couple of years, but uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had to, some guy spun us one week, and then the following week, he hit me probably seven or eight times in a row, battling for like eighth place, and uh, 
you know, as soon as he got around me, we had to dump him and junk him. So every once in a while, you got to show somebody you're not you're not afraid to to step up. You know, uh, I don't talk a lot doesn't mean I won't won't turn you around. Who was it? You gonna tell us? Oh, it was Jordan Lafon. <laughs> My man. I think, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, since since Tyler brought it up, that not this past gobbler. The one before that, I thought I was banned from VLR because I talked about Jordan LaFon's mama live on the damn broadcast because he roughed me up in a heat race for a transfer spot that we was both in. All he had to do was just finish the race, and we was both in there. Anyway. Yeah, it's, you know, it's some of these guys have a problem in every league I'm in. and You know, it's like if, if you got a problem in six or seven leagues, maybe you're the fucking Right, right, exactly, yeah. I agree with that 100%. Jordan LaFon, shout out Jordan LaFon. His mama built like a Maytag washing machine. You hear me? Um, <laughs> Jordan LaFon, if you want to get on the Moose Ranch podcast, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll have a roasting session. Um, my man. Uh, so, I, a question I have personally, me personally, you know, I feel like even on iRacing, we got some good-looking cars on iRacing. You got the signature, like, shark-looking car. Where'd that come from? Yeah, I'm a big uh, San Jose Sharks fan, hockey hockey fan. So I just thought maybe, you know, when you kind of go with a gimmick, you set yourself out a little bit. And, you know, some of the broadcasts, we get, we get talked about a little bit more than we should just because we got a little bit of a gimmick going on. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you on that, and we might butt heads right now. You know, I'm not a big, down here in Alabama, we don't have a hockey team. We don't do hockey, but I will gamble on it. And them sharks. Yeah, gamble on them to lose. <laughs> yeah, they, they, haven't, they haven't made me any money as of here, here recently. Um, oh, they, they had their run there. They had, you know, they had some guys, uh, well, I don't know, probably from 05 to like 17, they had a really good run. And, they never got a cup. It just it slipped them, and and now they're they're bottom of the barrel now. They're chopped liver. It feels like. Um, I know that. Where's it at? I just had it. I used to, like at the beginning of the season, dude. I'm not. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I've made so much money on the Bruins, but like the last month, I could just slaughter every one of them. That's sports betting, man. Even when you think you got it figured out, you don't. It seems like uh, that Oilers that Oilers run was pretty impressive. Too bad. I didn't think and I and and the, and the game they lost. Guess who bet on it? Yeah. Like I mean, come on, man. Like, but again, hockey's not a thing in Alabama. We uh we all about that college football roll tide. And I don't care. Say it. Saban's gone. Uh, Eli Gold's gone. We still gonna be hot next year. I guarantee it. Um. Mm. Yes, God, yes. The term roll tide more than I'd ever, I didn't even know what it meant. And then, uh, man, I heard that probably a thousand times that week. I mean, it's a, it's an answer to any question, you know. Yeah, it seems like it's a greeting, it's an answer. Did you, uh, did you just go down Talladega Sunday for the race? No, we, we went early, we had a really good weekend. We went oh, yes, tell me about it. Tell me about it. At the short track, come on with it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and then Saturday we hit, I call it the Bush Series. I'm, I'm old school. Me and you both, baby. We right there together. No 
like that Xfinity talk, but we caught that, and then another night, the dirt track Saturday, and then Sunday, the cup race. So, uh, man, five races in three days. How can you complain about that? You would go back and do it time and time again. Yeah, and it looks like since I've been there, this is probably, I don't know, it's probably eight years ago now. Since I've been there, it looks like they added a bunch of banking to the dirt track. It looks really, really fast. They've, they've added a wall to, um, I think that's one and two. They added the wall to, and... Um, Man, I got my, my buddy Kale, um, he runs Tri-State Modified Series, Dirt Modifieds. They they run uh, their races up there. And the show, I mean, that's just a fun weekend. Like when people, like, and I, and I try to explain to people, like they don't understand, like I know I'm a race fan and a lot of people are not, but it's like when people talk about like during the year, like they're, oh, me and my family, like around here in, in North Alabama, you either go to, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg to the mountains during the winter, or you go down south to Pensacola, uh, Panama City, Orange Beach, Gulf Shores to the beach, and you do that sort of thing, and that's cool and all. But me personally, like I can't there. I've never experienced anything that topped a weekend at Talladega. Like that's just it's just a fun time. Like there's so much to do. You've You've got the races every day, the dirt track at night, and if you don't want to do those things, like there's parties everywhere. Like, and now, the the last time that I went to Talladega, I'm gonna have to put in a little plug for uh, Grandstand RV Park. They are right next to the free parking at Talladega. There's a walkway to their RV park. They have, like, and now that I'm a little bit older, you know, of course, in my younger days, I was there strictly for the party. But like now, I got my two boys. My oldest boy's nine. My youngest is just turned one. But it's like, if I wanted to take like my oldest boy, if we wanted to have uh, a dad son day or dad son weekend and go camping at Talladega prior to Grandstand RV Park, I probably wouldn't have it. You know, there's just too much going on. It's too wild of a place. But like Grandstand RV Park, they've got their own security they've got their own music all weekend and it is right there at the free parking so like talladega man it's just a it's just a time these days if you haven't been go go to the dirt track go to the the all the races they, they've got packages and it's very affordable you can bring your own snacks and your own lunch in you can bring your own beer in you can it's very affordable just go it's such a good time and i just went off on a tangent but i mean just a good time at talladega It was just it was it was really cool going from the big two and a half mile track and then going to a quarter mile like you felt it just didn't it felt kind of surreal you know uh, watching watching the big guys and then going right across the street and you're you're still within you know it's all walking distance and yeah it's a really good time I'd like to get back down. There. Yeah, you can do whatever you want to down there. Like I said, you can bring your family, you bring your kids, or you can go by yourself and have a good old time. It's good good stuff, real good stuff. For a few years, didn't they keep having guys disappear down there? For man, there's been rumors. Like I know, um, I know one guy. We had one guy pass away from like carbon monoxide poisoning. Which, I mean, you can't blame. I mean, yeah, that's. Hor I don't want to say it's an okay thing, but like, I mean, you got to be smart when you go down there too. Like, you can't leave your. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, you can't. It's wild. <laughs> it's a wild time at Talladega. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I know. I know what you mean. I've been there. I know exactly what you mean. 
It's it's a wild time, and then and also I I, I know there's other tracks to do it. But like I know Talladega with their garage experience, like I think it's like eighty bucks to to add the garage experience on your. If you've never been to the infield or the garage area at a NASCAR event, do that. Like go see it, and then the concessions down there. You got like two dollar bush lights. Come on with it. Like you. Cheap concessions. Cheeseburgers are like two dollars. Bologna sent they got a they have got a bologna sandwich in the infield of Talladega for like a dollar fifty and that bad boy stick cut. You hear me? <laughs> um anyway, I mean anything what what else, Tyler? What else you wanna talk about? You got anything for me? Like I mean, we're coming up on fifty five minutes worth of a podcast. I mean it's been good. I've enjoyed it, but like what do you got? Yeah, I guess uh who else have you had? I think this will be number five. This will be number five. I started um, the fr- uh, well. It was a rocky start. I, I had a lot of the Hotline Hero guys in here, and like the first one that I recorded was I, I feel like personally was the best one I, I could I could ever do and will ever do. But of course, I messed it up and only recorded my audio and not theirs, so it just went to shit and it wasn't any good. And then I had um, I had JC Floyd on here. And some of his guys from Speed Ranch got on here and um, had a lot to talk about. Talked a lot. JC's such a good dude, man. He's um, I, he's a top notch dude on iRacing, and I'm glad that I got him. I can call him a friend. I can call him my iRacing buddy. He's he's top notch. He and he's really good at street stocks as well. You mentioned earlier, he can build some good street stock setups. Um, and then I done one. Um, Kenny Hate. I, I got a microphone from Kenny Hate. He um, I got it set up. He helped me get it set up. He ordered me a pizza, and I just hit record. We watched the ARCA race last week, um, me and him, and uh, who else was on there? Clay Atwood, Cade, was you on there? I think Cade or Jacob? Me and, me and Jacob were uh, Trey Snitherman. Yeah, there's a few of us on here. Uh, just Zach Clark. Zach Clark's been a good one. He, he's got a lot, you know. All the announcing he does down there in Texas, he he's got a lot of lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of people I want on here, but like I said, it's just hard to work at like my crazy work schedule, their work schedule. Um, been back and forth with a couple folks. Um, Cortland Smith, he's gonna get on here. I can assure you before it's over with. I'm doing one with him, and he's a good one of our hot lap hero buddies, and he travels around Morgan Bagley and. Uh, late model racing i'm going to get him on here for sure um my buddy kale kale finley uh racing in athens alabama down here in the southeast if y'all ever racing in the southeast y'all need some parts or anything holler at him he's on facebook i'm gonna get him on here um but yeah i mean this is it's a new thing for me it's a, it's a new experience it's kind of wild like i said trying to work out you know there's a lot of people that can really and it's not so much about me just putting a show out there, but like these people that I get on here, like Tyler Jackson, like the information you've put out about just simply saying, you know, Hey, Tyler Jackson is a top notch dirt street stock driver for iRacing. And he's doing it on a Logitech wheel and pedal setup. Like that's, that's a, that's an entry level, entry level wheel and pedal setup. And this guy's out here doing it. Like these are important things. Like I want people to hear this. People ask me all the time when they when they ask about iRacing, like how how'd you get started? You know, how much is it? They think it's this big 
big ordeal, you know, big expensive thing. And it's like, it's really not. Like if you've got a computer that will support iRacing, is, all you got to spend is, you know, what's a Logitech setup right now? Like like 320 bucks or something like that? Yeah, probably something like that. It started, you know, probably at 250. It's with inflation the last couple of years. Right, yeah. Thanks a lot, Joe Biden. <laughs> but like my man Tyler No, we lost Marco again. Yeah, I'm plugged again, I think. He's yanking on. Oh, yeah. I will say one thing I did. I'm here. One thing I did that made a big difference, and I only did it strictly. Got to change my audio back. This, this, I've got, I've got a cord ordered. I promise y'all, I got a cord ordered to, so that I can. Maybe it'll work again. Anyway, my man Tyler Jackson out here doing the thing with a Logitech wheel and pedal setup, and I mean, I, I, people need to hear this. Yeah, and I, I uh, one other thing is a lot of guys run the triple screens, and um, I just didn't have that in my budget, so I actually went, I went VR for, I got an Oculus Rift for four hundred bucks, and, and that seems to be working really well for me. Though. And see, I went, I when I first got my computer, I got it from uh, Jeff Scott. You might have heard of him. He he's got a mixed uh mixed rep on the iRacing scene whatever but i run triple monitors to begin with uh my brother he runs strictly vr that's how he does it that's what he likes that's fine i tried it and wasn't that great so triple monitors was my thing until i busted one changing the changing a light bulb in my ceiling fan one time my, my little bowl on my Ceiling fan failed, busted one of my monitors, and I've been running one monitor ever since. And then now I started doing this, so I moved my two monitors to my desk, got the one on the sim rig. So, I mean, I'm running one right now, but I only do it for fun anyway. I'm not trying to make any money racing virtual cars. So, um, so you, you do VR, Tyler. What kind of headset you got, just for the people? Uh, Oculus Rift S. Um, That's what I had, dog. I hear you. Old school. You ain't got to have that new stuff, man. No, you know, and it really, it did make me sick for about a month. It took, it took me about a month to get over the, I don't know, messing with your equilibrium or whatever. And I got kind of like a, just a stomach, upset stomach. And started out, you know, played 10 minutes a day, and the next day tried to do 15, and then go on and on, and... One day, just like it's like flipping a switch, it's I'm fine now. But uh, it really helps with um, restarts. You can be, man, you can be like 15th in line, and you can look over to your left and see when the leader takes off. So that's a huge advantage. Um, I'd say, and it just it gives you more of a realism feeling to me. It just I'm not sitting here looking at my my uh, you know the walls of my house. I'm actually I feel like I'm sitting in the car. So it, it helps a little bit with the realism. Um, the graphics aren't as good. You can't crank the graphics up uh, like you can on the monitor. But you know, I'm not. I'm not really there for the graphics. I'm, I'm there for for the gameplay. I hear you. I hear you. Unless um, unless Cade or Jacob has anything else for you, I got one more question. Okay. No. Cade, Jacob, y'all good? Yeah, I'm good, man. So, Dirt Street Socks, you're starting a race. Do you start in second gear? 
Don't you lie to us. Don't you lie to us. So uh, I've only started in fourth year for the last few years, but um, ever since this last update, they've changed some of the fixed setup stuff. And the bigger tracks, I've been starting in third. And I've, I'll never start in second. I've never started in second. Not a single time. Some guys do, but uh, I don't know. I get throttle happy and spin the tires. I hear you. I hear you. Tyler Jackson, everybody. Marco's Moose Ranch Show. Um, another one in the books. We're going to... Uh, we will call it on this. Man, I appreciate it, Tyler. So so glad you come on here. we got a lot of stuff out here um, out of you and get some more folks in here like you. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Cade, Jacob, appreciate it. That's all I got, man. We'll try to get another one out next week. Um, Atlanta Motor Speedway for NASCAR this week. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's it. Appreciate y'all. <laughs>